Hi, everyone, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C., and we are pretty wild. We are pretty wild. Back at it. Looking to get a makeover. Yes. I want Tess and Alexis to give me a makeover like they gave Gabby one. She did look good. Um, So this episode was called Mommy Dearest, and... This was a near and dear one to my heart. I really enjoyed it. Um, I love me some Andrea. She may be my favorite character on the show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the girls start off and they've decided that they want to give Gabby, who is the youngest sister, a makeover. Um, she generally doesn't wear makeup like the other girls do or dress like the other girls do. Well, she's younger. But um, so, they they start um, giving her a makeover. They're plucking away and putting on makeup and did you hear did you see when they like smelled each other's armpits yeah be like do i smell like can can you just like either shower and then just trust your own body and put down you know it doesn't have to be antiperspirant just like you could use a myro or you know yeah but um i i don't think i've ever been at a level where i could like go up i would never go up and smell your armpit Unless we are like in a true war zone and you're like, okay, gun to my head, smell her armpit or you're shot in the head. Okay, then I would. But I wouldn't do it just as a check for you. I don't know. I guess if like I was like going to be a breath check with like a guy and like there was a smell, I might smell like my own and then like. Well, your own. Yeah. But you want to smell mine? Well, I would like tell you. I would say maybe reapply. <laughs> but you want me to hold my armpit up to your nose. No, I would throw up. Yeah. Regardless if it smelled or not. That's just like kind of armpits really like it's like I can't. <laughs> like why don't like hey, can you also smell my vagina to make sure it doesn't smell like tuna? Like what what's next? <laughs> I did like how confident Alexis was in that her I mean they were true sisters, but they were like I'm mean, like I have three sisters. We've never done that, and I'm I'm happy about it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I um, mean, I guess it's, it's kind of like really like having someone you trust so much that I mean the Kardashians do that shit. You know how they like wax each other and they like check each other's ass. Like they do do that stuff. I so mean, I guess they're kind of being like them. It's it, I just don't have that I relationship. Rem- I remember being like this this like really hit home for me because i remember acting like this i remember when i would be stressed out and going with my friends and getting slutty to go out and dance for the night like there's like a certain state that you get in when you're doing that and that's like i recognize that well in like them. look at my ass does it look okay or is my makeup okay but like I don't know, smelling my armpit. Well, I've actually, like, so this is a nothing scene from what I've seen on the Kardashians. And, you know, like, I don't watch them now, but, like, in the past, so, like, when they're doing, like, oh, do I smell? And Or they're, like, look at my sitch. And what, you know, like, they get down and dirty. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're really up. And, in- like, I just don't have that relationship with my sisters. And I don't want that either. Yeah. So I'm not like jealous or lacking. I'm just like, wow. Okay. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the trust and the comfort level that they have. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like, Me too. Uh, good for you for being able to do that. I, I just don't have that. Yeah. Release the level. <laughs> 
Me neither. I didn't. I didn't have a sister, so I but had no I, idea. Yeah, I don't think you. Yeah. Um. So Andrea is like very stressed out. She is running around cleaning the house, and uh, the girls are just making like messes all over the place. No one's helping her. She's stressed out, but. More than that, like what I wrote down in my notes is like just like to stop and give a nod to this time in fashion when moms were wearing Juicy Couture sweatsuits with their thong showing (laughs) with like a wife beater. Like this was a time (laughs) because I remember like some of the people that I babysat for and stuff would like this was their uniform. Like this is what was happening in fashion well, it during very this time. California wasn't happening in Minnesota. Oh, I really? Mean, I don't know. I mean, granted, this is a different time, but when actual matching jogging suits, sweatsuits came out, my mom would show up to school in like a neon fuchsia, but it would be like the jogging suit with like the elastic band. Oh my god, not I, juicy with a wife beater and a I, thong. I lived for those jogging suits. I wish they would come back. <laughs> like oh. You're in luck. My mom still has them. They're in my closet in my room. No way. Yeah. She has a whole, I, I call it the Golden Girls closet. I But I'm kind of surprised you, those have never come back because they were pretty comfortable. Well, that's what she says. I was mortified and I was horrified and I was like, don't you ever come back to school again while I'm at the, you know, yeah, it was horrible experience so funny but i'm quite sure we still own several and i also have many many golden girls outfits in my my closet i don't because i think she ran out of her closet it's very spacious and so walk in and she has like nine items hanging freely but she's a little bit of a hoarder like myself and um you know you can't get rid of classic pieces like no. i can't get rid of my white leather fringe jacket which is og i'm not going to get rid of it and there's several pieces like that you ha- like, yeah you have to hold on to like certain yeah. pieces so i think that's how my mom feels about her golden girls outfits mm-hmm. so those are stuffed in my closet so if you ever Mikhail and i dressed up in them one time I should find those pictures or we should just recreate it. Or even better yet, you should just come to Minnesota and we can, we can do our own photo shoot. I want to. See, there you go. Okay, Christmas. Um, I actually need your help with this Christmas. Please come. <laughs> your parents are invited. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't they want a snowy Christmas? <laughs> Please help. Help. SOS. SOS. Oh my gosh. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. All right. Let's move on. Um, I was not aware that they had a private investigator on the case. Were you? Did you? Um, they were like talking about Jeff, the attorney, and then how the private investigator came. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. Um, so this whole um, episode, like Tess is going back and forth, looking at her computer and deciding whether or not she's going to open an email that her birth mother center right now this is kind of they've been hinting at this through like the last couple episodes so we've all been wondering if she's going to open the email um so they kind of hang that over us again um and rather than dealing with that alexis is like tess let's just go out get hot and have fun um so the girls you know zip into these dresses that are just you know fit like gloves goals and um, 
Yeah, and that that's when they smell each other's pits, and then they go to Hyde Lounge, which was a hot spot for sure. Yeah, and I still like Hyde in Las Vegas because it's where you can see the Bellagio fountains from the inside. I feel like it's underrated. Like, it's not as popular. I mean, people still go there and stuff, but, like, it's a pretty cool spot. Well, like, well, actually, yeah. Okay, so I leave before the DJ starts, but the DJ is, like, Brody Jenner sometimes. Yeah. So if you go, just a little tip for you guys, Vegas people, if you don't want to dress up in, like, club gear and stilettos or whatever, but you want, like, club, you know, you can go to Hyde at the Bellagio, go between, you know, 4 p.m. and 9 p.m., maybe even 10 p.m., but around 9 p.m., they're going to, like, mm, you should be dressed. But you could literally go in beach walks in shorts or a sundress or something like that or, you know, jeans, and you can have a great location, open windows, <laughs> with the inside view of the Bellagio fountains while having a cocktail and maybe a snack. It's great. You don't have to stand on the street with a bunch of like annoying people like, eh, eh, I want to see when's it, when's it going to go off? You don't care when it goes off because you're having a cocktail, like cocktail. You're having a cocktail. <laughs> having a cocktail. And then you'll probably have a couple because you'll see the show go off every 15 minutes and you don't care because you're in a beautiful environment. And then, and you know, it's free to go in and dress as casual. Once like... 10 p.m. hits around um then it turns into a club and the dj starts and like at, when i was there it was Brody jenner and i didn't stay for that but what i'm gonna tell you guys is we went later like 7 8 p.m and this guy came around and we even had dudes with us so it was like i think it was me and michaela and like a couple dudes or something and the the whatever promoter, manager, host, whatever, came up and they're like, well, we just want you to know. And they gave us these little cards. Ladies drink free till midnight, like from 10 to midnight or 10 to 1 a.m. You know, no cover and they drink free. And I'm like, holy shit, where was this when I was fucking young and would actually be interested in being a club? For me, once it changed over from like just a nice day spot to watch the fountains into a club, I'm out. I don't want to be in a club. However, I was kind of tempted because I'm like, I'm really into like free shit and I'm like, and I could hoard the drinks for sure. So I was like, that's a fucking great deal. That's crazy. I mean, does that mean any kind of drink? I don't know. Like, can I make a, because they're. Their craft cocktail martinis are like fucking $22. Like, give me 10. Yeah. I wow. mean, I'm intrigued and I would like to go back with someone. Granted, Michaela is like a decade younger than me, but like, you know, she's on my schedule. She, I, I'm actually more her age and she's more my age. But like, I would actually like to, maybe you. Yeah. We should go there and see. See, can we? But you don't really drink. I need someone that can like drink, but also stay up late. And I can't seem to find that person in my life because you don't really drink. Julia can't stay up late. Michaela doesn't like to drink too much or late, understandably with Kit. Is there anyone out there that likes to drink, not in excess, but you know, enough 
but also can hang till one, two in the morning. Let me know and meet me in Vegas. <laughs> okay. This is really important. I can't find that mix. And you're all fucking younger than me, so I can't figure it out. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to Pretty Wild. Okay. So um, nothing that exciting happens at high. They dance on the seat cushions and walk out, and there's some paparazzi NBD. Um, but um, the ne- so the next scene is they get a call from Jeff, the attorney, and he says to rush into the office. So... Andrea and Alexis are going into the office and Andrea's driving and she's stressing out on the freeway. She's like, what is this about? Like, I'm freaking out. And Alexis is like, just calm down. Like, we don't even know what he's going to say. Like, whatever. I mean, I also noted that before, like, Alexis was like smiling at the paparazzi outside Hyde. So she wasn't really hiding at Hyde. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, But also, Andrea earlier was like making a point of how hard she was working on her defense. Yeah. And they weren't really appreciating it. Like she was working on her defense and Alexis is just like texting on her phone and shit like that. So then, you know, Andrea sages herself and she's like, oh God, oh God. Like I think Andrea is doing everything she possibly can as a mother. Yeah. And I think that. In her. in her yes in what she what she is capable of and it's it's actually really sad to watch because she i think in her own way like she like truly thinks that she's helping and um it's hard to watch it's hard to watch alexis be so disrespectful and kind of like take for granted like like how serious this whole thing is okay yeah before the jeff meeting i was like i was feeling really bad i'm like she is working so hard. She's working with the PI, with the lawyer. She's researching cases on her own. And then Alexis just sit there like a typical teenager, like, whatever, texting. Like, it'll work itself out. Like, so I felt bad for Andrea. Yeah. Um, and I felt like she was really trying. But, yeah, then we go into Jeff's. So we go into Jeff's office and, um, you know, we think it's going to be like this crazy news. And he's like, well, I have some good news. Um, I have some good. <laughs> Is that a bunch of raccoons? I have some good <laughs> news um, that we may be able to make this whole thing go away. Yeah. And... um. So you see like relief on um, Alexis's face and her mom. But like the first thing Alexis says, which I she was like, I'm like excited for this. But like I'm I still am like cautious, like something just doesn't feel right about. Yeah, this still. That's and, how I would feel. And so which is smart to feel until, that until way. it's done. I'm cautious. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then he like continues talking. He's like, well, He's like, but we are going to have to continue this. Um, like, we're you're going to have to be patient with me. Like, we're there are certain things that we have to do. And right away, Alexis is like, oh yes, like of course, like whatever you need. And that's when Andrea like kind of gets upset and she's like, wait, 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 what what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? Like for the trial, if we push it, and what is that? You know, what is that? The image that we're putting forward. Her questions were valid. I thought when she yeah kind of question like she was just just freaked out she was just asking like 
like but she was right like let me know your process of as to why mm-hmm. but um jeff and alexis were like eyeing each other and like making andrea feel like she was crazy which i think she is crazy but um this gave me like but the they're like hey stop chiming in you're not relevant but it's like i know okay alexis is 18 but she's your parent she is relevant like yeah. she should chime in but but at first i was all about it until she's jeff kept trying to explain himself she's like stop stop and then she just went on her unhinged yeah. and then it was kind of nancy joe part two but go yes on. Go um on. <laughs> so um anyway so um andrea kept it like i hate when um people fight like this i have witnessed many a times it's like a bad bravo reunion yes like where the person who feels like they are being attacked looks at someone and is like do you see the way they're talking to me like what what am i supposed like do you see this like this happens to me day in and day out and it's like jeff is a professional attorney but the other person's there so you're like don't put me in the middle of this and it's not his like he doesn't know the history and he's not gonna it's not his job to father alexis in that moment or to referee their fight so i actually don't think that jeff handled it incorrectly so basically they have like this andrea walks out she storms out she's like i you know what i'm done whatever um and she storms out of there um she's like has a meltdown. I'm not being treated nicely. Okay. I kind of get this. Like, I think it's her resentment building up. And she sees, like, she's working on her case. On Like, she has to work. Her husband has to work. Like, and on her off time, instead of working out or going out to dinner or going to a spot, she's working on Alexis's case. Well, I can imagine, like, how stressful it is thinking, your daughter, your daughter is gonna go but then when she sees her daughter just doing nothing who is 18 just like <laughs> i'm having fun on my phone like that would be irritating and that would get to be a little annoying yeah so i think it's just a lot of pent-up stuff that it just finally manifests and so she comes out she's like i'm not being treated nicely well jeff's like jeff has nothing to do with that but she unleashes probably because she feels like Maybe it's a safe space because he's an attorney and he's going to be like, oh, but she like unnecessarily unleashes on him. Like when he's he's very trying to be like the peacekeeper and productive. And she's like, Jeff, this isn't productive. And he's like, Andrea, hey, I love you both. Just, you know, she's like, stop speaking. You won't let me speak. And she keeps interrupting him. And it's it's that awkward bravo reunion where you're like let them speak well and then like she even like interrupts him and she's like if you you need to address me directly and it's like first of all i don't there was never a time when he didn't address her directly like she yeah she just like projected this like weird thing on him and i'm skipping ahead but um in the end of the episode she ends up having um dinner with her is that her partner or who is that guy again anyways um all she needs from someone to be like completely happy is just for them to say you're doing a great job yeah like just and just to like let her speak for a minute yes because and then even though jeff was she was like 
I think she was projecting Alexis onto Jeff. She's like, you're not letting me speak. Yes. You're not hearing me. And he actually was. He was pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. But he he just kept saying, like, you know, she's using me. She's using this tone with me. And it was very a personal thing. And Jeff, if I was Jeff, I'd be like, hey, this is your personal relationship. This has nothing to do with the case. But I also get, Take it out of there. I also, like, relate to that, too, because sometimes people like that that need that constant like reassurance especially when some of their actions are incorrect and you want to say something but you kind of can't yeah it's really hard because you by saying you're doing a good job (laughs) you you're almost encouraging them and the behavior continues and then they continue to vent to you about these things that are actually driving you insane. And now it's like, you're in agree, you're like agreeing with them. And so then when something happens, they're like, well, like Holly, you get it. And it's like, like you're in this tough spot because you're like, I'm just listening. I'm listening. I'm being like, (laughs) I'm like trying to hold space for you. And And they use that as a weapon. By me listening, Oh, God, I'm very familiar with that. You know, like they... By you listening doesn't mean, like, I'm on your side and I support everything you're saying. I'm just listening. Right. I'm sounding bored. And I think that if, um, like, if we, like, truly look at what um, Andrea was doing, I don't think that in this whole thing that she thinks that Alexis is blameless. Did you catch in the beginning of this meeting how he said, if everything is as Alexis said is true, then, you know, here we go. But um, I also feel like what she, what, what Andrea was trying to say, like where her, why she's exhausted, why she's tired, where, why she feels like she's spinning her wheels is she is throwing her support behind Alexis and believing her 100%, even though probably deep down, she sees some of the evidence where it's like, there may be a little problem here. Like even, even yeah. just in the choices that she made leading up to that, you know, like yeah. regardless of what happened, yeah, she's probably, you know, maybe a part of a little bit of a thing, but didn't realize it. And yeah. Then, and, but I'm just saying like, as her mom, she truly was completely yeah. supporting her. And I think to not get any respect back or any like thankfulness just killed her and that she just erupted. Yeah. Well, and her mom still supported her. I would imagine your mom would be like, they said you did it. You probably did it. You need to serve your time. Or like, I don't know. There, what would she do? Well, I... <laughs> My mom would probably do that, though. She would be like, if you did it, you need to pay the consequences. She wouldn't lie for me. Um. No, I actually had like a, an instance where... And I don't uh, think Andrea is lying this, for her. She this, just doesn't this know. This kind of came up. And um, no, like my mom, abs- my mom would always take the other person's side over mine um, in in teaching me a lesson, even if it like very much hurt me or my record mm. or whatever was going on, um, which was really hard. But yeah, um, no, my parents would take my side. But if I actually legit did something wrong, they would want me to pay the consequences. Yes. And that's that's how my parents were, yeah. um, which I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that um, yeah. if you do do something like so crazy that, that you, you have to learn a lesson. Um, if Ronnie killed someone tomorrow, would you help her bury the body or would you turn her in? Nope. Let's not answer that question. That's just a sick fucking place to go. That is. Um, no, yeah. I know. People present 
situations like that, I'm like, I am not playing that game. That's fucked up. I just read the most disturbing story. I like on what else, but not that shit. On Daily Mail, like I think it was like on Sunday night. Um, there is a 10 year old girl in jail right now. Um, they are they convicted her as an adult for um, killing a a six month old baby. Like she was mm. she was a foster kid yeah. at a house that ran a daycare, and she picked up a baby. It was crying, so she dropped it, and then she stomped its head and killed it. Oh. And they are trying her as an adult and saying that oh. she absolutely knew what she was doing in snuffing that life she out. She knew what she was doing as a child. And, I mean, and so that she's in like a gnarly jail. I forget which state it was, but like a horrible, like she's, a, she's 10 years well, old. Well, what's the point of trying someone as a child or an adult if you're 10 years old? What's the point? I think she's 11 now, but it was, she was 10 at the time. But, um, I understand the, people are just, and the mom, oh. it, the mom is saying that her, her daughter didn't know what she was doing. And so people are like, how could the mom defend her? And I think that like, I, it was just a heartbreaking story on both. I mean, for the people that lost the baby, I cannot even. And then to have your 10 year old, you know, do that. And people were like, at 10 years old, you know, what's right from wrong. Like she made a choice. Yes, and- but she doesn't know the consequences. And she know, like, I'm sorry. There's, there's probably no mother out there that hasn't had a thought that when your baby won't stop screaming, you're like, God, you don't do it. People have thoughts. You don't do it. You're like, oh, just stop crying. Some people do it, unfortunately. But some people, like, you're just like, no, I'm not. Obviously, you're not going to do anything. I'm just saying, like, she's 10. She knows better, yes, but she's also a child. So what's the point in child law and adult law? Yeah, I understand when you're 17 or even 16, but when they're fucking a 10, 11-year-old and you're going to try them as an adult, yeah, she knows right from wrong, but she's not, your brain isn't totally formed until you're 26. She doesn't realize this con- consequences. She doesn't realize the value of the baby as a life. The I've been 10 and I still actually, I'm like, well, now it's different because I actually know babies. But before I knew babies, I'm like, I don't, I didn't, no, don't get me wrong. Never wanted to snuff them out. But I'm like, I didn't connect with babies. Right. Yeah. And so as a 10 year old, as me 10, I'd be like, oh, that's annoying. But like a, a, maybe some people find a barking dog or an annoying cat. I've never killed a dog, never killed a cat, never killed a baby. Like, it's annoying, but, like, you deal with it. But you don't realize, like, some people kill pets. Or maybe you know? maybe this, I, I, maybe the story was she accidentally dropped the baby and was scared, like, to tell the people what happened. And then so she just kick, kick, kicked or yeah. something. Um, but the, but again, but again but, she's 10. You don't the have other, the cognitive. The other cognitive side of the story is like, why was it? she alone with the baby and everyone else was outside? Like who was watching the baby? Like, it's so sad. Yeah. You would never leave a 10 year old with a baby. No. Um, you know, well, it's just your sister that's with them every day and you go to shower. Yeah. Just crazy. I don't know. I, I don't, how do we just get on that? I don't know. You, you really brought it down and then I brought it down further. I'm just saying, like, I, whether or not she, you know, I mean, maybe she had a rough life. I know she's in foster care, but you don't try someone at 10 years old as an adult. They're, they don't know what they're doing, their consequences. And even though if they think they know what they're doing at the time, it doesn't really count. 
It counts differently. I'm just saying it counts differently, and they should be tried as juveniles. That's just, why we just, have that court. It just seems like maybe she should go to like a facility where they can like treat maybe like yes. what's going on in like a different arena than yeah. her being. Unfortunately, our facilities these days are releasing everyone and getting everyone in mental health just out and gen pop and or released on the street. We don't really care about mental health anymore. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, this is, this is really taking a downturn. However, it's really on theme with Alexis Nair's podcast, you, which you should listen to. It's fantastic. And she is about mental health and strength and not just, you know, relying on one system or another. Because it is true. I love what she has said about like, hey, AA helped her. But I also think there's, you know, like alternatives and She's used that, but she's used other mechanisms. And there's not one prescribed way for every people because everyone's different. There's, I really, no, you have to do what works for you. And I, I yeah. think that that is, I think that's a problem also for someone who's trying to, you know, heal themselves like or forever or get better. It's like, it's not going to work for you. I mean, it's just like like what Jack said. Like the the American dream isn't going to college anymore. I mean, it can be, but there's other ways that you can achieve things yeah. and do what works for you. And totally. well, and she's like, she's like, I never had a problem with drinking, and like Lauren never had a problem with drinking, and she's like, oh, you're an AA, you can never do anything for the rest of your life, and well, it's almost like tempting you to do it to prove them wrong yeah. oh really i'll show you i can actually smoke pot i can actually have a glass of wine i can do this and she even said that she's like i actually could have a glass of wine she's like doesn't mean they're gonna have a bottle because that wasn't my drug but she could she chooses not to yeah because she's like meh i got enough shit going on i got kids i got my treatment center like she chooses not to but she's like i think i could and i'd be fine but that's very anti-AAA. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can't do anything. And mm-hmm. I think that really sets up a lot of people for failure. Yeah. And especially now as, like, pots being illegal. So the next part in my notes is just uh, date with Max. And then I just put, ugh. Like, I have such a hard time with these scenes of seeing Tess go on a date with this douche Max. Like, I just, I'm not into him. We should Google him now. I'm not into his look. Like, and I don't like the way he treats her. Like, there's just, no. I get such, um, I get so angry watching him. That's why I'm like, he didn't text her back in Mexico. Oh, yeah, because he's free to do it. Unless he's, she's in front of his face and useful. And for me, it wasn't just her in front of his face. It was cameras. So he could get playtime. And also, like, Tess is, like, 1,000 times, 1 million times. Better than him. Better, uh, more beautiful, but smarter, more personality. He was, like, uh, he was, like, average, below average, like, just average looking. But, like, personality of a fucking dud. Like, worse than a milk dud, just a dud. So they go on this date, and it's like, you know, go-kart racing or whatever. Um, And then they sit down, and she decides that she's going to open up to him about, you know, her birth mother and about this letter to, like, share something really 
personal. Yeah. So she's a firecracker. Well, first of all, we don't have to say she's hot as fuck. She's a firecracker. She's great at personality. But then she can get deep and open up and show her vulnerability and her deep side and like and and her loyalty and sisterhood. Like, what the fuck has he shown? He's, Nothing. He's and then vanilla. Wood. Yeah. And then um, it, right after she says that, he all he says really is. That must have been hard. That was like the support that he offered. And then in the next breath, he says, um, your eyes are stunning in this light. Like he changes the subject. And like she's even like she like twitches. She's like thrown off. And um, and then he says, I wish you weren't wearing that sticky gloss. Yeah. Which and then she has to wipe her mouth off, which was was just like humiliating. And where she's like, okay, like let me get myself presentable, so you will kiss my uh, like I wore this to look sexy for you. Like I'm like a wet. It's rude. It was rude, and I didn't like how she wiped her mouth. Like it was like, f you. Like maybe she doesn't want your like freaking like muscle tea. Yeah, and. And your stupid plain face. Um, he could have done something because I know this about guys like they hate the fucking gloss and lipstick. Is this going to get on me? Whatever. Um, but he could have done, you know what he could have done? Looked at her seductively, taken his thumb around, slowly around her lips to kind of like pull it onto his thumb. And then he can put it on a napkin or his fucking jeans, whatever, and then kissed her. Well, and you know what I thought too? Like, instead of, oh, if you weren't wearing that gloss. That comment was not because, like, that's his preference to not have sticky gloss on while he's kissing her. It was his preference to not be filmed, filmed. to have gloss on his face after he made out with yeah, her. Yeah, because so what? He still kisses her. Wipe your own fucking lips off with Matt napkin. No, you're right. He didn't want to be filmed like that. But it was like, it just, the way, like, it, I, I almost like threw my remote through the TV. I was just like, you fucker. He's a douche. Yeah. Like, how? And where is he now? So, guess what? Yeah. Tess is doing great. Like, is he wiping gloss off of girls before he kisses them? It's gross. <laughs> Ugh. He was so entitled to and made her feel like, a groupie wannabe and he was like some rock star and it's like no he was using her for the cameras yeah freaking, and she knows that now freaking wicker named after a wicker chair <laughs> i can't she was i still intrigued i'm still trying to picture the wicker chair pedicure you said you used to get i can't remember that far back really Remember how like the wicker chairs like were all like wicker was a but back thing. Then I didn't get pedicures. I was poor. I was poor. I mean, like, remember they were even like in like tanning salons. Like you'd like be in the waiting room and it'd be like a freaking wicker like seating arrangement. Like it was like I never got my nails or my feet done until like really like well around that time. But I was in always in some kind of chair. I think it just started when that yeah maybe died down maybe because I mean I did go to like Sunset Tan and all that yeah hmm. that was probably more hip than back in the day I mean oh it was a scene I saw them all yeah we're gonna we're gonna podcast that next yeah definitely um, okay so okay so anyways yeah he's a douche thank god she got away from him she's way cooler way hotter way more personality and he was using her for fucking cameras where is he now let's look that up 
next episode let's give a where are they now yes or actually at the end at the end at the end yeah we talk about where they all are now so um andrea talks about the girls about their behavior she finally kind of steps up she's like you know what i'm done i need you to pitch in and they all kind of like rally and they're like all right we've seen what you've done mom like alexis got it she's like I see, Mom, you've done a lot for my case. And the other girls are like... I thought what she did was very fucking manipulative. I, (laughs) like, whenever I'm fucking with someone, like, I will say, like, you know what? I will say something about myself to teach them a lesson. Like, I'll do this to Chad a lot. You know, I'll be like, you know what, Chad? Like, maybe we you know haven't... what I learned? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we... Maybe I, I'm sorry that I haven't been talking to you about this subject or whatever. But... Uh, and then, like, I'll, like, nail home, like, what I'm saying. And then he'll be like, you know what? You're right. I, I could do... <laughs> you know what I'm like? Oh. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like, I just... I recognized that, like, manipulation that she was doing. She... She's, like... She's guilting them. She's guilting them. Like, I, I'm sorry. I thought that I guess I wasn't a very good mom. And um, well, I, yeah, she did say that. And actually, that's fair because they should appreciate her. Yeah. She's given them a nice life, a nice home, nice opportunities. And she's working on their defense. She's always has their back. So she needs to guilt them a little bit. Fair. Fair. Yeah, no, it, yeah, and it worked. Like, I'd like right, to see their relationship now, but fair. Like right away they fell in line because that is how she parented them with kind, um, like she speaks to them kindly. And so when she came at them with the right tone, they fell in line. Right. Like I need to do better to make you guys feel more secure. And then they're like, oh shit, we should make her feel better. But for someone that's, al- right. for someone that's always trying to be positive and gets get their family to do things without yelling that's really frustrating so when she does flip out like no one responds to it and they like think call her crazy and so you have to come back around swallow your pride and be like you know what i'm doing something wrong here and it's like no she actually isn't but she but she's manipulating the situation to in her She's favor. coming at it at a better angle than flipping out at the attorney's yes. house. That was a bad angle. She was flipping out at the wrong people at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. But you could tell it was pent up. Because she wouldn't let him speak. And no. he was trying to be the mediator. But he at some point you're like, but dude, you're just being bad shit right now. Yeah. But you're right. If she came back, it's like, you know what? I should have been better at like, yeah. Perfect move. Yeah. You're right. Strategery. It it was, but I did like how she kind of ended the lecture where she was like, okay, so what we're going to do from here on out is I'm going to set boundaries and you're probably not going to like it, but, and so it is. (laughs) That's kind of how they ended the... And so it is. That's how they ended the episode. So... Perfect. That's pretty much it for... Pretty well. Yeah. All right. So we have eight and nine and that's the end. Yes, and um, for our next podcast, um, Chad and I will be covering for Sarah because she's going out of town on a work trip. So um, we have committed to doing an episode. They haven't decided what yet, but I encourage them to have Chad weigh in on everything 
current past. I mean, we're not going to be able to shut chat up. So I don't think we have to work. He will. I really think you should do just like an overall. What are your opinions? That's too broad for him. He's that's. Okay. I'm going to send you an outline and then, and then yes, you can do a, a retro, but I would, I think everyone would like his male perspective, husband perspective, just like, just a little commentary on some of the current things going on. Oh yeah, we will. Not everything. Sure. We're not talking about everything the last like couple seasons. Just a few like standout points. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'll send you a questionnaire. All right. And if you guys want to post in the Facebook group questions for Chad, that would be helpful too. Yeah. So join the Facebook group, Vanderpump Rules Party on Facebook. If you guys want to follow us, I am Sarah. I am Pumpers Nation. On Instagram and Twitter, Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Or is it just Vanderpump Rules Party? I think just party. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't fit with the yeah. podcast part. On Twitter, it's VPR part, Party Podcast. Yes. And then, honestly, if you guys... We would love you to, I know so many of you have given us five-star reviews. And actually, what I'd kind of like to do is read some of the anti-burn book occasionally. Yeah. On And, and give out, you know, cred to the people that posted really nice comments and whatnot. You know what? I'll do it this week on our Instagram story. I'll read them. Okay. I'll do it like as a nighttime reading to Ronnie and because I'll make her read about how amazing we are. Well, and, and sometimes this is just a little bit, some from Facebook, from some from iTunes reviews. Um, so, you know, your iTunes handle, you may not recognize, whatever. I know people make shit up, whatever. Um, but if you want to give us a five-star review, we'll include you in our anti-burn book, which will be ever-growing, and we will continually shout you out. But if you really want to give us, like, your thoughts, and even if they're, like, hateful and negative, hey, it takes two seconds to create a free, like, Yahoo, Gmail, Hotmail, whatever the fuck you want to do, email us, VanderpumpRulesParty. No, at- no, go ahead and do it on Instagram and message Pumpers Nation because I don't want to hear Okay, <laughs> okay, DM me, Pumpers Nation. I don't like hearing negative well, the- things. Well, I'll see it first and I'll delete it so you don't have to okay. see it. Okay, okay. Um, I'm just saying, like, constructive criticism, cool. We hear it. I've made a point to try and, like, hmm, got it. Or sometimes it's just like, hey, whatever. It's our fucking podcast. It's free. We're not costing you money. So, yeah. Anyways, email us. Leave us a review. Yes. Thank you guys so Thank much. You. Bye. Bye.